0: It's Imani. Welcome back to another week of the Imani Talks Astrology. I am your host, Imani, and I am getting my water so you might hear sounds. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) I'll get into my love language in a second. I do just want to say something that I think is very funny. So I had a conversation Sorry, drinking water with a friend (laughs) they're probably listening Um, about me eating during the podcast and they said they were disgusted um, and deeply disturbed y'all that's how my friends talk to me it's fine I talk to them like that as well and like I thought it was really funny I thought while I was eating it was very funny it just is cuz like it is gross like i get it like virgo moon like i understand that that is d- the sounds that people's mouths make when they eat is disgusting i totally get it so uh, this is just a psa that i will not be eating while i'm recording the podcast however i will be drinking water while i record the podcast so if that bothers you you're going to have to find somebody else to listen to as they talk about astrology This weekend, my love language is Himalayan pink salt and Epsom salt and table salt because you will need a salt bath at the end of this month. Some of y'all will be laying in a salt bath of tears By the end of this month. I don't know why I said the end of this month. Hmm, Whatever. Um, Some of y'all are just salty. Period. Um, I'm about to take a salt bath as soon as I'm done recording this fucking podcast. That is my love language this week. So we have a Hunter's Moon in Aries. My goodness. Doesn't that just sound like really carnal and like visceral, angry, violent? Totally. That's exactly what it is. Um, This is going to be a difficult full moon. And I don't think the difficulty will be easy for you to avoid. Either it's already happened because, you know, full moon energy is very powerful or it's going to happen in the day of, days leading up to, days after. <sighs> it's just a buildup. It is just a buildup. Um, and there, every time the moon is in Aries, people are just very aggro. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that. As a society, a patriarchal society, we do not all have a very positive relationship with masculinity and expressing it in a way that's very helpful. Um, in a number of ways, of course, in the way that we've talked about the, on the podcast, I, you know, we live in a very kind of like ego driven world and society and very ego sustaining. Um, and this is going to be a full moon that's going to test that and really show that. Um, There will be themes around power dynamics and power structures, Um, dynamics including racism, sexism, you know, gender, money, all of the isms, capitalism, all of the isms. They are going to show up in this full moon, interpersonal, interracial, you know, all of the things that you can imagine all of the different intersections of people's identities and how they're policed within this society will come up okay so I just need you to be aware of that that being said it's going to be very easy to trigger people and a really big element and to be triggered and so really big themes around this full moon are checking yourself checking other people, accountability, responsibility, letting bygones be bygones, de-escalation, solutions-oriented, growth-oriented, generative conflict-centered things. Being aware. General self-awareness is needed and awareness of where other people are. Okay, we're going to get into all of it in the next segment. I'll be back soon. Okay, so I don't know what. um. So there was, I was looking through my Alana Fairchild Oracle deck, and there was... A, um, a card that uh, I was looking for one card to, t- oh yeah, this was this weekend because I just recorded that other episode a couple days ago um, the card that I saw in particular was, um, that I was looking for last time was um, in the world, not of the world and as I was passing that, looking through the deck, I also, and as I removed that card, I saw be the hunter, not the hunted. Actually, let me go get it and read it because it's relevant. Oop, and is not? hold on a second have to find the deck did i put it on the floor yes cool sorry and it has a picture of an owl and so you know what's very interesting about and this will be very resonant for a lot of people, especially if you are a part of a mm, part of a marginalized community, but also being someone that may navigate um not even like discreet, um, and very obvious forms of prejudice um or discrimination but when facing microaggressions as well. The card, which I posted on my Instagram story for y'all who saw, um, is a owl. And it was very interesting to me that an owl is depicted um, in a card that talks about being the hunter, not the hunted, but it also makes perfect sense. When we look at an owl, it looks very vulnerable and they look very delicate, right? And even just how quiet they are. Um, But they are in fact predators, right? And it can be very easy for, if you don't know what an owl is, to underestimate it, right? because of its eyes and how open and wide they are. But the eyes and the vulnerable look of the owl is one of, you know, the symbol of the owl is deeply related to wisdom um, and awareness and seeing, right? And we talk about, you know, the owl, its neck, it has a 360 view, it sees everything, right? And while they are relatively demure animals, they can sweep in, and They could fuck shit up when they need to, right? And I think as socially aware, empathetic, conscious beings who you know are centered around you know love and all of that other shit, I think lots of times people can mistake in our kindness and our built-in survival mechanisms as something to take advantage of um and forget that we too can turn the fuck up when it's time to and that we too know how to fight that we are resilient and that we are survival based not just in terms of being able to make our way through society but in being able to overcome society as well right and this is something that we see in history when we look at slaves and slave rebellions, and we think about ancestors like Nat Turner um, and how they. he was viewed as obedient and he was viewed for his wisdom um, and his awareness through the the lens of Christianity. Um, And that was taken advantage of, but they also did not realize that they too were being taken advantage of by underestimating him. And of course, we know that Nat Turner, he did not lead a successful slave rebellion, but he led one that really shifted uh, the fabric of the country. And it's one that had people scared, right? And when we think about the Haitian Revolution, um, which was inspired by the French Revolution, right? And how it sent an echo throughout the Americas in which we saw black codes and a opportunity for folks to really buckle down on realizing that this group of people that had been enslaved was able to break free of the bondage, right? Um, I can just tell like some of y'all are just like living for like this exact, cause you're like, it. it's connecting, it makes sense, yeah? And so the idea of be the hunter, not the hunted this society is really hell bent on making us feel disempowered. And this is a transit in in the grand scheme and also including Pluto Direct. If you haven't listened to that episode or listened to the Saturn Direct episode, all of this shit is connected, right? And so there is a certain, um, you know, there is a way that people expect us to really just Fall in line um and really just kind of take what they give us, and this is a transit, and this is a full moon in which that's just not what people feel, and that's just not what's gonna fly, whether it's on in a you know, and so it's a full moon where if you clap back at the wrong person or if somebody clap back say you claps back at you, you're likely gonna say some shit, right. And depending on what type of people are involved, that shit can escalate. But we're gonna get into that eventually. I wanna read this card, which is number eight. Um, And eight is karmic, right? And I think we've talked about the number eight into when we were talking about um, timelines and, and infinity and the idea of there being endless possibilities and an opportunity to dig into and find the part in the timeline or the loop pick that moment out and be able to kind of paint a new version of infinity, but also knowing that that a version of infinity always also existed there. So in a way, and this is just my own impreta- interpretation, there is a certain element of, um, fr- there's a fractality in, um, in the number eight, right? Um, and there's a fractality in what we choose to do with our personal power and in what we choose to do with ourselves and what we choose to do with other people. Um, and it is indicative of the different patterns that we see within our own lives, but also within our society as well. And so with the, the karmic you know, eight, there is an opportunity to opt out and to choose to do something different and to operate in a different way and to move in a different way, right? Um, Let me read this. Do you feel you are at the beck and call of circumstances, situations and relationships that are outside of your control? Is your attention being called away from what you love, from your passionate focus upon your own journey and creative self-expression? Are you feeling roped into becoming a support, tonic savior and heal all for others. Yo, I know this is about some of y'all about to be like, oh my God. Anyway, (laughs) there is a big difference between healthy supportiveness in a relationship, which includes healthy self-support and ignoring your own journey out of misplaced guilt, shame, unworthiness, or the belief that the needs of others are more important than your own. That is not compromise. There is unhealthy, that is unhealthy and neglectful of yourself. You are being asked to see through the assumptions, expectations, tantrums, or manipulations that may be put upon you by yourself or others. See through them to the truth. You can only sidestep, change your response to, or choose to release that which you can recognize. This oracle brings you some important news. You are capable of seeing the truth outsmarting old patterns and responding to more creative more creatively to craft new and improved relationships you don't have to be drawn into the dramas of others or the suffering of repetitive struggles you can become still and intent with a willingness to see the truth in don't doing so you will be open to being shown another way through the inner wisdom of your heart or a flash of insight from the great universal mind that penetrates your own awareness Oracle brings you particular guidance that there is a message coming your way. This message will be important to you and you are not to paint it as anything more or less than what it is. Sit with your heart, take your time, even if there is a deadline to your answer. You will be able to bend and stretch time so that in your relaxation you can feel for what your truth is. In the situation at hand and respond appropriately. The more honest your response without the need to be aggressive or unapologetic, the more energy you will be unleashing from healthy patterns and into fresh new course your life now wants to take. This is a powerful time for you. No matter how seemingly small or how apparently dramatic (laughs) events around you appear to be, know that you are stepping into a new phase of empowerment. From that place, a new freedom and self-love will emerge. Mother Nature offers you the wisdom medicine of the owl, look, the ability to hear what is not spoken and see what is hidden in the darkness. Trust that you feel beyond appearances. The power and magic of the owl is working with you and Mother Nature is at your, is by your side, assisting you in navigating the current life transition into a new way of being. What have we been talking about all fucking summer when we talked about leo season we talked about the true way of being blah 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 and now it's libra season and libra is sextile leo so it's all about an opportunity to operate from that true way of being remember that's how we defined it right and move in that direction in the timeline ceiling and the this and the that and the blah 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 Here is a checkpoint. Here is a testing point. Let me tell you, I'm very happy that I pulled this card and I saw this information because everything that I'm about to tell you is going to be like, whoa, holy shit. Okay. So to get started, let's talk about the general energy of the day. There is going to be multiple ways to look at this. Um. and uh, yeah okay so general energy of the day I wrote don't poke the angry bear I wrote pick your battles people can be very irritable and dramatic there is a big air of don't tell me what to do be easy with the substance use not the best time for clarity feeling taken advantage of, or being manipulative yourself. The key word I wrote is awareness. Where are you pressuring people to bend their boundaries in a way that violates their personal power? Where are you fighting the externalization of your own shadow? It is definitely a really big ego day. The thing about the Aries moon and the Aries energy, it's all about me, 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 my identity. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? And it's being able to look at that through a heart-centered lens and through a very pure lens and a self-aware lens that's important being able to recognize when you're butting heads with somebody <laughs> butting heads with somebody just to be butting heads where you're causing and, and cycling and drama because your ego is wounded versus is there something that needs to be named and that needs to be said most people because most people are not self-aware are going to be doing the latter Right, and so you, as a responsible listener and astrology enthusiast, um, have a responsibility to walk the fuck away. And I know that that's not necessarily the fun thing to hear, um, or the fun thing for me to tell you, but it's true. And you know, you can do that, or you can not do that. Right? It's 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 up to you. That that is that is your decision. Right? The, in the chart. We have Nep- we have Neptune on the ascendant, and we have a Pisces ascendant. However, there is the desire. so naturally, there is a really big vibe of escapism that is in the air there's a vibe of just like I just want to you know chill and I don't really want to take anything too seriously like let's have some fun let's you know dissociate you know Um, especially given all of the really intense transits that's been in the air it makes sense that it would be followed by like a collective shift to like can we just not right Um, Neptune is on the ascendant so Again, easy with the substances, please, 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 please. I know that Howard University homecoming is this weekend. I know that people want to have fun and that people want to turn up, but like, Bowie's homecoming is also this weekend. Please be safe. I like I I said this on my story and like, please, please be safe I would say that any other weekend but the energy in the air is just so fucking contentious and there it can just be really easy for shit to escalate or to go south or for like I I'm not gonna say it again Okay, that's the last time I'm going to mention that. It probably won't be the last time I mention that. Um, It is easy for things to get misconstrued or to be confused. Um, There may be feelings of anxiety or worry that you all feel, especially if it's a really big time around decision-making. Remember, this will kind of affect you all on multiple levels where it's like the mundane things that happen during the day, but also some of the larger themes that you'll likely be addressing over an extended period of time, right? Multiple levels of life. Um, but I also do remember that Neptune is direct. So it, 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 what you see, you're seeing very clearly. And it can be very easy to be like, no, like, nah that's not this and it's like no there are no illusions right now right and some of the things that you see sex next Neptune sextile to with Saturn um may just have have a very like gloomy and like looming feeling and it just can feel the environment can just feel really toxic right like it just It can get there, right? And so, like, especially if you're drinking, you can create a ground that of instability and irresponsibility. And I think Neptune sextile Saturn, it's like if you're going to escape, if you're going to indulge, if you're going to be silly, if you're going to see things with rose-colored glasses, just also know that there is an air of responsibility and accountability that you have to face, for doing that so do just know that um it 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 it, you know make the decisions that you'll make I don't want to tell people what to do even though I kind of have already but like the decisions that you're making just know that there are consequences for them right like there is something to pay for the things that you say and do okay okay um, we have a really fun T-square. Uh, <laughs> this is the highlight of the transit that's just really fucking intense Um, between Capricorn, the Pluto in Capricorn. It's exact, y'all, by the way. Pluto in Capricorn, the sun in Libra, and the moon in Aries. Cap- Leo, Pluto in Capricorn is all about uh, power structures so like i was saying in the intro where it's like the awareness of all of the structural things that exist you know it's you'll see it on a macro level and you'll also see it on a micro level if anyone's familiar with the four eyes, right where it's um ideological institutional um interpersonal internal i don't fucking know internalized yeah i i that might be what it is. I'm sorry if it's not, right? And so you're able to see it and experience those things on all those levels and where it's like, wow, that person is actually fucking racist. And it's like, yeah, bro, that person is actually fucking racist. And so being that will, of course, show up in the news. Um, There may be lots of news around consequences, right? Um, Where people are being held accountable for the things that they've done right so it's a really big air of accountability that you'll see in the news as well and also some of these dynamics will be there as well um there also can be talks of um pollution somewhere or revisiting some news stories revisiting pollution somewhere in in the the world um, there was this really dope um article that I read um today because I was like you know thinking about um uh, weather and like natural disasters but like natural disasters also kind of show like man-made and you know man-made disasters and natural disasters also embody you know nature shows us things that are happening in our lives as well so I read through that article to kind of pick up a couple of gems and things there it's on astro software if you're interested in looking at it it's really cool you can google astrology and natural disasters and you'll find it Cool. So there is not a lot of air in the sky, even though we have the sun and Mars in there. Mars is in detriment and the sun is in fall. Woo! So the there is no air in the sky. We've talked about when there's no air in the sky. So it can feel suffocating, right? Um And so that means that the situations that you find yourself in or the things that you're embracing or dealing with Can really just feel like, oh my God, like I can't escape and just feeling really limited and kind of bound. And there's also because there isn't a lot of air in the sky, that natural air of um, distrust um, that we may see among people which is kind of shitty. But hey, most of the personal planets are in water. Um, Most planets are in water and most angles in the chart are also in water or air. So those two extremes are there. So boiling over things boiling things getting intense. Right? Um, Please watch when you're cooking this weekend if it can be easy to forget about, you know, to get caught up in shit and like forget that you're cooking something and it fucking burns. Um, but yeah. Um, so there's a really big energy of like contention and things like boiling up or getting explosive that I see. Okay. Okay. Um, and things that can be, you know, there's another, you know, Venus opposite Uranus. There can be things that are literally earth shattering or relationship shattering. Um, uh, There may be awareness that, again, makes the direction of a particular uh, uh, relationship change um, or shift very, very quickly. Um, And yeah, Uh, so especially if it's related to some of these dynamics that are coming up. So with the the T-square, it's like a, what did I write? I wrote We desire our individuality and to b- embrace our own personal hour, our own personal power, but we also desire togetherness. So there may be a moment in which you feel like or will it's called to your awareness externally that some of the relationship dynamics that exist um in your life you may be playing nice with people or people are playing nice with you or there are people who are overly aggressive when you're trying to be nice and you're realizing that there's some sort of kind of sacrifice that's there that has to be done and so it's like there is um the oh because venus is in scorpio there's also an awareness that there's a certain amount of rawness that we must share to achieve togetherness And a part of that is addressing the intensity of our personal needs to honor our personal power. And so there's a really big element of, again, and this is where it can be ego-centered or it can be about self-awareness and making people treat you the way that you deserve to be treated or treating, you know, this can also be internal as well, where it's like you need to treat yourself the way that you need to be treated, right? And likely when we see dynamics outside of ourselves, they're representative of, of a A pattern that exists within us too right and so being able to name that and see that where are you reinforcing some of these these structures that are outside of you right and that also is where it kind of comes into if you see you know some of these things popping up within the groups that are a part of your your identity right where are you trying where are you trying to tear another woman down where are you trying to tear another black woman down where are you trying to tear down another queer person where are you know people fighting within each other's class, right? You know, there was this, oh my God. You know, people have likely saw the Ellen DeGeneres and um uh George W. Bush and she's like, Oh, I was invited by Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is also fucking trash and fucking racist and problematic, just like George W. Bush sis. So like what what are you talking about? But anyway, right? And someone had quote tweeted it on Twitter and they were like, you know, rich people don't fight with each other and this is also another thing like they don't they have unity within their class right um and i think that kind of they at the end of the day their ideas around protecting their wealth right all that other shit they don't really care about You know um but i think one way to look at an example of what that looks like for working class and middle class people is thinking about like the black panther party movement um in which it was a unity of you know jewish folks and like other people you know and um You know, I believe, and women rights activists, and you know, I believe that even queer people, you know, had alliances with the Black Panther Party because it's kind of like this awareness of like, look, like we're all being taken advantage of in this one similar way, right? And there's a need for us to kind of. step in and step up for each other and being able to advocate for one another and realize that this fight in this world that this these people exist in is a very different world than the one that we exist in and we're trying to fight to make our place in that world when we need really need to redefine a world for ourselves, right remember we talked about that in the previous Pluto direct episode where it's like in the world not of the world right? And and being able to really understand what that means. And a part of this transit is a really big check of that, right? So like now that Pluto is direct, it's like, okay, You know, what relationships don't align with that? Like, where are there people in your life that are hell-bent on existing and making a place in this world that you don't even see yourself being a part of anymore? And where are the people that you can build with that are trying to create a new world? And what are the spaces that you need to enter to create a new world, right? And so that's where that element of rawness and vulnerability and honesty with yourself about who you're around and what you need Um, from other people and the way that you need others to affirm your value, you know, having that really intense conversation with yourself. And so there is a difficulty doing that because we have Aries and Libra. So the sun and moon are intercepted in the first and seventh house. So there is trouble assessing the needs of self versus, versus others based on the structures in our lives. Where are we feeling spent and used? What aren't we sharing, right? And so it's very likely that there's a buildup and an intensity because in some sort of way, the powers that be or the structures that exist have made you feel like there's a certain part of yourself that you have to hide from the conversation or that you can't share. Mercury is in a sextile to Saturn um, and within the days after will be in a sextile to um Pluto where you get to have this conversation and you get to have this raw honesty if you'd like to take advantage of it, right? If you'd like to share, if you'd like to let people know that you can read between the fucking lines and you can see what the fuck it is you can let them know, right? I am doing the Mercury sextile Saturn thing right now. I'm telling y'all what the fuck I see, right? And a really big part of that after the day, the days after that will be um, an ability to be like, look, this are the power dynamics that exist here. This is where it stops for me and it stops for everyone else, right? Because what happens with Pluto, and I talked to someone about this over the weekend, it's like, And even with Mars as well, where there's like an element of, (sighs) we can utilize those powers in a very destructive way, right? And not to say that we're doing it intentionally. Lots of times it is unintentionally that we are disempowering towards other people or towards ourselves, right? um but being able to have that awareness of that is incredibly important and we can use this energy and awareness of power dynamics or where we're being disempowered um to really like to really beat ourselves up right? Mercury sextile Pluto is all about your thought process, your ideas, the things that you're saying to yourself, the things that you're saying to other people, right? So you can really tear yourself apart with this energy. And so it's very important that you don't internalize it, right? And it's being able to realize and hold yourself accountable for the ways that you're harming yourself, but knowing when to stop and having that gentleness there. And thing about Mars, um, the Moon in Aries, is that it's like I have to protect me and what I feel, regardless of what the fuck y'all doing. Like my feelings matter, right? My feelings are important. My feelings and my identity have to be uphold, upheld. And so, in a in an, in a way, you know, even though Mars is in detriment in in Libra, there's a certain amount of diplomacy and fairness and other sidedness that exists within the transit right and so Mercury the moon in um Lee and moon in Aries is answering to this Mars and Libra energy where it's like you know what like I feel upset and and I'm mad and I feel taken advantage of like I'm just trying to do me and like people or the man or whatever the fuck is is fighting me and I'm trying to appease the people that are around me as well but it's not working you know and the Mars element is like Yo, this is about you. This is about advocating for yourself. What is fair for you? What is needed to be fair in the advocacy for yourself and the honoring of your feelings and of your feelings in these circumstances, right? Where in our lives do we willingly or unwillingly bend to the pressures of society? Where do we feel like we have to play nice? Do we envy the power of others? And that's also another element of things as well, where it's kind of like there is realizing that the way that you're operating is because you admire or wish that you had that power, right? Again, going back into the idea of, and we see this in our environments all the time, like when we talk about crabs in the barrel, where it's like people so hell-bent on living and existing in a world that is not for them, that they find themselves fighting for that power that isn't ever made for them and not understanding that there's a new way to conceptualize power. And, and, and step into it for ourselves. The moon is trying Jupiter. So it can be hard to access what we're feeling in a constructive way. And it's very possible for our feelings to become a sense of something that's destructive or something that creates chaos, right? Or makes things dramatic or bigger than it really was. But it also kind of serves as an opportunity. Jupiter is also about growth to be on like, how do I feel? right and again going back to what is and isn't fair for me um but also the element of what can i feel that's gonna grow right what can i feel that's gonna grow me somebody kind of talked about jupiter they were talking about jupiter returns in particular where it's like it will give you enough rope to hang yourself right and to be quite honest the expansive energy and again i'll shout this person out sun opposite moon so awesome or a sun opposite. I don't remember. One of those things. Follow her on, on um, Twitter. She's so awesome. She's an amazing astrologer. Um, and uh, it's like Jupiter will give you enough... Um, rope to hang yourself when you have the opportunity to go in lots of different directions and you have to, can explore beliefs and philosophies you can end up bringing in things that are destructive and harmful right and it's a matter of self-control and it's a matter of a matter of ego checking that you have to be able to do to stop yourself from doing that the north node is in the seventh house not seventh Ooh, i don't know why i said that is in the fourth house and so there is a really large element of like, what is it that you're trying to grow? What is it that you're trying to nurture? Where are these things coming from? Is it coming from emotional instability? <laughs> Mars and Aries? Is it come feeling from, um, I don't, The what's happening right now? It's coming from a place where I feel disempowered or where I'm trying to do me and I can't do me, right? Venus opposite Uranus, so again, that's separating energy, freedom in relationships, freedom from debt to others, Um, being emotionally spent, awareness of where you aren't valued. There are two things that I do want to talk about, and then there's an analogy that I'm going to share, and then we're going to go into the Chandra symbols. As a matter of fact, I am thirsty. I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. There are two things that I want to talk about, Um, and these are phrases that you all are likely very familiar with if you are in social justice spaces or, you know, trauma-informed care. Shout out to y'all who sent me (laughs) when I asked about trauma-informed care. I'm trying to improve my practice by being able to be trauma-informed and knowing, you know, when to identify trauma responses and being able to kind of Show people different resources and things like that, so within the astrological practice, soon come, soon come, soon come, yeah, so um, I said that um, on tw- oops, on Twitter, this is a transit that will show you people 's ugly and it will show you your ugly as well, right? Two things that I want to talk about are gatekeeping and gaslighting, okay when it comes to Pluto in Capricorn. And we are talking about things related to um, institutions. And again, we talked about the, you know, four eyes um, of oppression inter, in, ideological, institutional, interpersonal, internalized. I hope that's the fourth eye, right? And so knowing that all of those things are fractal and interconnected with one another, right? And so in a way, you know, we reinforce these structures within our relationships, whether we are consciously aware of it or not. And the self-awareness piece is important. Um, And being able to operate from the love center space, that doesn't mean that you're perfect, right? Or that you're like, oh my God, I love everyone. But it's like, okay, because like I know that there's a purity that Is coming from the decisions that I'm making or the things that I'm saying, I can have the gentleness to look at myself, but I also have the gentleness to look at other people as well, right? So what is gatekeeping? Gatekeeping is the activity of controlling and Usually limiting general access to something, whether that's a space, whether that's to information, whether that's to an understanding, whether that's to an option, right? A function or system that controls access or operations, right? And gatekeeping can be used to smother people. It can be used to disempower people. It can be used, well, these are the things that it does, right? And it's used to control people. And it's a form of manipulation, right? Whether you're trying to be benevolent or not, right? Listen, I am listening. You know, I have the assumption that no one who listens to this fucking podcast is perfect. I'm not perfect. I've had to look at in today um, a way that I've been someone who has been gatekeeping and gaslighting someone. Someone who looks like me, right? And so being able to kind of realize that and be able to hold myself accountable, For what i see and realize and and the awareness that i have about myself right we do these things to each other um all of the fucking time right and it lots of times has is very ego-centered and because that's the way that we've been taught to function through the world right and so this is no in no way about shaming people it's about healing right and i think you guys know that that's the space that i'm coming from when we're doing this podcast right and so a function or system yeah, blah blah blah, said that. Um, and so, we. It's so it's an awareness of where we've been gatekeeping. Where have we made people feel like something isn't an option? Where are we being manipulative and withholding information from people for ego-centered ways, or because for what power-hungry ways, and because we refuse to kind of face our own shadow in in terms of that. But also realizing when people are doing that to you, and being able to kind of call out people for that um as well um it will be evidently clear you're gonna see it and you're gonna be like i cannot believe i just saw that and it's like no yes you can you saw really clearly right and so having that awareness of where that's existing within our life within the hades persephone myth hades is the um greek version of um what is it called uh is the greek version of um Pluto, right? And Persephone being lured into the underworld and being told what she can and cannot do to to leave that space, right? And her family is like, "Can you please give her to me? Like, can you please give her back? Can we please have her?" And Hades is like, "Oh, I'm going to give you a pomegranate seed. It's going to lure you back to this space." it will control when you can and cannot come here but also you can only leave this space underneath these parameters right and so we see that air of control manipulation um, in terms of taking advantage of someone in a way that's unfair because there's a certain amount of access to power and knowledge that you have around something okay cult, if any of you have felt the need to read cult power knowledge besides me it that was a nice little indicator that you should and i feel like everybody should it's so good for cult is great um and another thing around gaslighting as well which is also another form of manipulation and i think we have all been gaslighted by the system and i think a really big part of it is knowing that a lot of these this gatekeeping and gaslighting is microaggressive right and that goes back to the idea of the four eyes where it's like interpersonal relationship nobody has to check you you're going to abide by that shit anyway interpersonal nobody is going to check you you're going to check yourself anyway and you're going to f- keep yourself in line to this world that's been created whether somebody asks you to fucking do so or not right and so that's a really big theme around um, this I don't think I need to delve into that deeper y'all when the moon is in Aries the information moves quickly so we don't have to sit around and dwell and dilly dally like we have for all the other moon cycles (laughs) maybe I should just record when the moon is in Aries because Anyway, let's talk about the Chandra symbols and then we're going to wrap it up. Wow, Imani, that was so fast. Yeah, and you got all of the information that you needed. So, oh, and then Jupiter is on the midheaven. I didn't talk about that, right? And so it's like, again, with the analogy of like giving yourself enough rope to hang yourself, the midheaven is about success. And like stepping into growth or you can plummet to your death. And (laughs) because like it's a place from which you fall from, right? And it's like a it's the highest place in the chart. You can stay up there or you can go down, right? And how you handle your emotions and your ego-centered emotions is going to be a really big element of that. Aries, 21 degrees Aries, is a pugilist, 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 enters the ring the release and glorification of social aggression. The symbol reveals man's deeply rooted feeling of admiration and envy for whoever can generate overwhelming power, right? And so it can be really easy for us to side with people who appear to have power. And so there's a A need to kind of step out of the the sheeple nonsense to see shit for what it really is, especially when it comes. You know, Amanda Ellis had talked about one hundred monkey syndrome, where it's like one monkey shares one thing, and then all of the other monkeys are like hooping and hollering along with the thing that that one monkey said, right? And so there is a a certain amount of awareness that you have to be able to stop yourself and see shit for what it is, and know when it's time to leave, and I think, honestly, it's a lot better to not be a part of it, and to not say anything, and to have an opportunity to re to go back to it a little bit later, again, Mercury, sextile, Pluto, in the next couple of days, when you're like, okay, I'm gonna say something, you have the opportunity to say something, right, Libra, um, 21 degrees, a Sunday crowd enjoying the beach, keynote, uh, reviving contact with the mother force of nature and social togetherness we may speak here of oceanic feeling um born of attunement to the most basic rhythms of existence at whatever level it might be right and so i think this kind of calls to like the sun and libra element of things where there is this really you know the sun is in detriment in or in fall in Libra because there is this overwhelming desire to be within community with other people whether that's in friendships or relationships and unfortunately a really big thing that Libras have to overcome and we all have to overcome right because we all have Libra somewhere in our chart is the parts of ourself that we're willing to sacrifice in order to, have community and to have attachments with other people, right? And so that is really difficult to navigate. And we are really being asked in a way like, hey, like, that's important, but like where are you nurturing yourself and these ideas that you've cultivated around success and your personal boundaries Mercury sextile, the north node or I'm sorry Mercury trying the north node what you're saying and what you're doing is really going to be, and your thought process is going to let us know how serious you really are about what you're doing right and what you're trying to build for yourself you know? And so being able to kind of take that step back, and again, with Venus and Scorpio, there is being able to acknowledge the intensity of our personal needs to honor our personal power is incredibly important. And so this is a cycle where it can get really easy to get caught up in bullshit, you know? And so I challenge you to be aware enough to be able to see where in your life you're a part of this 100 monkeys syndrome and where you're being a sheep you know and and in ways that are harmful and in ways that you're just better than that right and just having to know that and, and acknowledge that for yourself um, and being able to not only acknowledge it but what are you willing to do about it you know nothing moves unless you do and maybe that should be the the tagline or the the phrase that we said at, say at the end of each podcast episode because it's true you know I can sit here and tell you this information every fucking week and to be quite honest it really doesn't fucking matter if you're not fucking doing anything with it and we can sit around and we can complain about the world and how this is that and this is blah 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 but when somebody is like I'm trying to make things better. And we serve as a gatekeeper because we don't want to hold ourselves accountable or we're afraid to face ourselves. So we try to police other people. That's another way that this energy can kind of show up as well. But also knowing that you can't be, you know, you can't be afraid. You can't. You, you, we can't. Like we're at a time in which Like I said in the previous episode, this shit is not sustainable. And so nothing moves unless you do. Be the hunter, not the hunted. It's really easy to feel vulnerable because in being honest and raw and truthful, there is that is a threat to people, right? We know that the truth gets people in trouble. But given the fact that we're out here trying to create a new world, and we're trying to create a true way of being, we can't afford to keep doing that, right? And, 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 uh, and with Neptune on the Ascendant, the, there's a, a, a perspective in which it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice to create this new structure, to break out of this structure that's not sustainable anymore, And so that may be coming through in terms of like having to quit a job, having to leave a friend group, having to leave a community, having to build a new community, you know? Hey, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, If you'd like to support this podcast, there will be a really exciting way to do so that's coming very soon. Woo! But in the meantime, you can tip me. There's my PayPal link in the description box. You can book a reading. These readings have been so fun. Like, y'all are the funnest people ever. And, like, I'm dragging you, but it's fun. And most of y'all are people who are trying to do the work and it's just so beautiful. I'm not sorry, not trying to do the work are doing the work and it's just really beautiful to to navigate and like peer into your life and that you all trust me knowing the information that i do i'm so sorry somebody called me you fucking cancers and fucking capricorns y'all just can't let shit be fucking disrupting the aries flow with your watery shit and your building shit like yo just like let let the fire burn y'all anyway see dirt and water put out fire anyway just being petty it's absolutely fine but yeah it's been these readings have been so amazing um I'm about to update my like um uh, rules or whatever the fuck in the next couple of weeks I'm also going to be updating my prizes just so y'all know nothing to be scared of but something to be aware of um share with a friend you can buy a reading as a gift for a friend share the podcast on your instagram on your twitter with your coworkers, in your spaces that you're a part of yeah that's all thank you all so much for listening i am incredibly grateful every single week remember nothing moves unless you do talk to you next week